And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. The jerseys the U.S. men's national team will wear in Qatar were revealed last week, and judging from a survey run by The Athletic, the fans aren't too happy about them. Jeff Reuter is here to talk through the results of our U.S. kit survey. I'm Alex Abnos, and this is Soccer Every Day for Monday, September 19th. You can call them jerseys, you can call them kits, you can call them camisetas, whatever term you use. The on-field looks for the World Cup are starting to be officially unveiled, and that included last week's reveal of the U.S. national team's jerseys that they'll be wearing in Qatar. And on a surface level, the reaction to these shirts was not positive. Uh, But here to talk about that is Jeff Reuter. Jeff, how are you doing, man? Doing all right. Here to talk about shirts. What could be better? (laughs) (laughs) Not too much, I don't think. Uh, Last week, you published a survey on The Athletic in which really a huge amount, 4,342 people responded to all sorts of questions about not just the new jerseys, but also what people want out of a U.S. national team jersey as a whole. And I want to go over one or two of those questions with you that are on the survey, which, by the way, is going to be linked in this show's uh, description. But before I do... I want to ask kind of a philosophical question here, Jeff, and it's a little subjective, but I think it gets to the heart of what all this is about. Why are jerseys important? Like, why do you think that they evoke such strong feelings in people? I think uh, you want an impressive jersey because it helps make a team more memorable. It makes a tournament more memorable. But uh, I I think part of it is that a lot of these fans take their national team so seriously, right? Understandably so, right? Like, and you see it on Twitter all of the time. Why is this player not called in? Why is this coach making the substitution? It's treason. All of this sort of line of thought is very different than club soccer. And so in a sense, a World Cup, and to a lesser extent, I guess, an Olympics or a Gold Cup or a tournament that's not the World Cup, but um, it's, it's like a kind of a pageant to show how functioning and vibrant the culture around a national team can be. And I think that you, you think back to some of the, the great singular jerseys. I mean, 2018, the winner was Nigeria, right? Um, sure. A design also done by Nike, by the way, um, and Matthew Wolf based out of the United States. But, uh, you know, there, there was just something that was so singular, so unique and so um, quintessentially what that team was about in that tournament that I think that everyone really gravitated to that. You think of Scotland in the past, you think of the USA has had some looks in the past like this as well. Japan uh, in this cycle, Mexico's alternate this year as well. Um, you know, I think that there are a lot of people who uh, get as into that because it's also like the first thing about the World Cup that you, where you know all of the teams set up. First thing since the draw, I guess I should say where you are allowed to have strong feelings <laughs> about a, a <laughs> sure. factor of it. So it, it really is the draw happens and you know your group, you get your jerseys, 
and then the rosters are announced. Those are kind of the prelude in three acts. And so it's act two. It's, it's, it's arguably the most important act to make sure that it's a great, uh, great show. If my uh, playwriting chops are still accurate. Yeah. Um, well, obviously you had a ton of survey responses to go through, but I, I, so I'm curious as you were sifting through these, if there were any responses that sort of encapsulated that feeling to you or any of them in particular that, that stood out, I'm kind of curious what people are saying about this sort of thing. Yeah. Um, they're, they're saying negative things. They're saying a lot of things <laughs> I probably shouldn't say on this podcast. I, I think that at first when these designs were leaked and especially, um, the white home jerseys, uh, I, I think that for the most part, people assumed they'd be boring, right? And I think that people were ready to have an inoffensive look. People were accepting that that is just the trends. Fashion is minimalism these days in all arenas of life for the most part in design. Um, but I, I think it's it's just the fact that so much of this didn't seem fully thought out for fan appeal. I think that you look at something like um, Meg Linehan pointed this out right away in our group chat about how the the women who will be wearing these jerseys, they still get the World Cup champion um, golden badge that they get to wear on the front of their shirts, right? And because sure. you put Nike and the U.S. crest in the center instead of off to the right, which is usually where they are with Nike designs, or I guess the Nikes on the left and then the, the, the club or country badges on the right, with those both in the center, it means that you have to put this like World Cup champion thing weirdly on one side where there's nothing parallel on the other side. And so yeah. it just looks like it was a complete afterthought. Like they're just like, oh crap, we forgot that we are designing for a World <laughs> Cup champion. I guess we'll just throw it on here. Um, and it just looks so haphazardly done. I, I think that the, the player reactions don't help because I think fans know that the players aren't happy with these. They've seen remarks by players like Timothy Weah, like Weston McKenney, like Tyler Adams, um, like Eunice Musa, who have all said some version of they're the jerseys we will be wearing. These are not the jerseys we designed. Um, so when you look at the approval ratings for the home jersey, um, just using a very standard approval rating metric, you can find it on the article, 32.6% um, for the white home jersey. And then the blue jersey with the, the kind of ice dyed, cool camo, whatever, um, yeah. only got 38.7%. So neither of them even got close to um, you know, a respectable level of approval from the fans. And so I, I think it's, again, just driving home. This could have been innocuous, boring, inoffensive. We've had those in past World Cup cycles. That just hasn't been the reaction so far um, with these 2022 offerings from Nike. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard it right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask me. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Now, this also leads to a broader question uh, that you address also in the survey. And I, I, I don't know. I think the U.S. is interesting among soccer countries in terms of their on-field look because there is no fixed look. Generally, as far as I can tell, the home jersey is at least 50% white, yeah. <laughs> and that's basically about it. There's right. all sorts of graphical elements that have come and gone. This isn't like Peru 
they have the red sash every single time or Croatia, they have the uh, check marks, every the, the checkers every single time. Absolutely. Or even like Brazil, where you have like the yellow and hardly anything else ever intrudes on that. Um, it actually it. kind of, or, nor should it. And it <laughs> actually kind of reminds me of Germany maybe where yeah. it's like, it's like definitely white, but there's stuff, you know, to use a technical right. term yeah, there's something that gets, with that, it. Yeah. That, that gets uh, sort of cycled in and out. Um, how do people feel about that? Do people want like a very consistent look for the U.S. national team or are they fine with every look being a little bit different with the caveat that occasionally maybe you get a lemon or two along the way? Right. And and I think it is also worth um, reiterating. We asked this in the, the wake of a lemon. <laughs> and so and so to sure. be fair, there there is a potential that if we had asked this in, say, the year 2012, maybe people would not have wanted this because of what I'm about to tell you. Um, But 68.4% of uh, the 4,300 plus respondents uh, wanted a base United States primary kit. The idea that there would be something that is kind of that staple, the the Brazil, the Argentina, the Croatia, the Peru, where you know that at least one of the jerseys will be riffing off of a theme. And of course you can modernize them, right? In the late 90s, you would imagine there would have been a floppy collar on this design or um, yeah. you know, long baggy sleeves at certain points. And, and at this point now, it would have probably been stripped down to something a little more back to basics, just again, given trends. But um, it at least gives you that sort of dependability and that comfort that you know how your team is going to look, that the team is going to look uniform, no pun intended, any single time that you see them in the field in those jerseys. And, and it's more of that link of the whole program, the whole national team historically. And you can say, essentially, Neymar wore the same jersey as Pelé, Right. Um, as Socrates, as all of these other great Brazilian players, you can kind of see them in a lineup. And so it's a little bit more cohesive, whereas this is a, just a more scattershot approach. And there have been some jerseys that were really beloved. The, the 2012, of course, non-World Cup year, but they had the Waldo jerseys, which were the alternating red and white hoops. People also yeah. feel pretty fondly about the recent 2017 Gold Cup jerseys, which is kind of a forgotten tournament because it's a Gold Cup, but um, they had blue and red hoops and then blue sleeves. And that is something that people really uh, were drawn to. The Bomb Pops from the 2014 World Cup, the It's John Brooks jerseys. Um, and I, I thought that the 1950 was hard done, uh, where it's a red mm-hmm. sash on a white jersey with blue trim. I think it just combines everything. It's very simple. It does verge on Peru, which is something that you had mentioned. It's a little close to what they do, but um, people want a fixed look. People haven't disliked everything Nike has put out either. So there is some fairness to be given there, um, especially if you're looking at the fact that Nike has done every single United States jersey since 1995. Um, There have been some bangers in there, but this is not among them, uh, at least in the the court of public opinion. It should be noted, of course, that, you know, we're running this survey uh, about a jersey that generally has a negative reaction. So that might possibly increase the amount of negative reaction on our survey, the type of people that are going to take it or the type of people that are maybe already angry. That being said, the results are exceedingly clear, in my opinion. Was, <laughs> was, there, was there anything about this survey and the results and the comments that you got, all of the thousands of things that people said that caught you off guard that maybe were a little surprising to you? Uh, I think I was surprised by... Um, just how emphatic that was. Um, one, I guess I was surprised that Waldo was that clear of a favorite above every other jersey design. I thought Bomb Pop would give it more of a run. I thought that uh, the 2010 kind of you pick your colors and you just rotate through which one's the sash and which one's the base. I thought that that was actually a pretty nice format. Um, yeah. it, I, I think that the other thing that really caught me off guard to an extent is that 80% of people said that they're just in their minds, they were made up. They were never going to buy these jerseys. 
And I know that you can say, okay, well, it's an online publication. People who are very online are going <laughs> to fall into social media, blah, blah, blah. You can go through this whole other psychology sort of thing. I get that. But I, the people who subscribe to The Athletic and who are willing to take five minutes to fill out their thoughts on a jersey they just saw for a future publication are probably the people who feel strongly enough to open their wallets as well and drop $100, $120 on a jersey. And so the fact that 80% of that audience was saying, even with the option, the caveat that we threw in about the potential Black Friday sales, okay, like would you would you $30 or 30% off doorbuster, would that do it? Most people yeah. said not, but that was the highest demographic, actually. There were more people who said, eh, if Black Friday lets me, I might, than um, you know, either saying that they're going to buy both or by the primary or the secondary combined. All three of those, people are waiting for the sales. So we'll have to see in the lead up to the USA-England game. It isn't just the big matchup. It isn't just the TV ratings bonanza that could come on Black Friday. But it's also probably, are we finally going to see some people buying some jerseys <laughs> after one group stage game has already been played? It will be very interesting to see how the team's performance in the tournament will affect jersey sales, which is a very club soccer thing to say about a national team, but it's uh, true nonetheless. Jeff Reuter, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Absolutely. This show is produced by Mike Zimmerman with help from John Hayes. You can get ad-free versions of the show by subscribing to The Athletic and listening in the app. Thank you so much for listening, and happy soccer to you all. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.